passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors is everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED lights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This post-wrestling podcast is brought to you by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Financial literacy can be daunting, but it's one of the most valuable things you can equip yourself with. On NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast, their trusted financial journalists offer easily digestible, conversational discussions on topics like balancing your portfolio. If you think an ETF is one of Cena's five moves of doom, this show might be for you. Planning for your tax bills this April, so you don't have to worry about a visit from Erwin R. Scheister and putting away more money for retirement. Because unlike most wrestlers at the end of their careers, most of us should only plan on retiring once. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. And happy Friday, everybody. My name is Wei Ting. Uh, and uh, to kick off your weekend, we are going to give you a little bit of a preview of an exclusive that I have been doing for the better part of the past year plus on our Post Wrestling Cafe Patreon uh, with a good friend of mine and a good friend of all of you, WH Park. It is called MCU Later. It is our weekly recap and review of all things MCU. And that includes, of course, the Disney Plus series. And that includes every single movie released thus far. So, of course, uh, Disney viewers will know and MCU fans will know that this week, Miss Marvel just came out so of course we are going to be covering that every single week and here's a you know a healthy chunk of this week's debut episode for you guys to listen to to sample and see if you want to jump on uh, postwrestlingcafe.com of course is where you can go to support us not only do you get every single marvel review and that includes our doctor strange review our avengers reviews spider-man reviews uh but also every single friday night tonight Rewind a Smackdown is where you can hear me and John talk about WWE Smackdown and also AEW Rampage. Every other week, we have Rewind Away talking about retro reviews and, uh, of course, the latest edition of Talk, Ask Away, and our entire archive of Patreon bonuses. $6 a month gets you access to all of that. Uh, so uh, check it out. And that's all I have to say. I See you later. <gasps> And welcome, everybody, to MCU Later. We are back. It is me waiting. I'm your host. And uh, it almost feels like, you know, every time we take a bit of a break and then come back, it almost feels like um, it's the end of summer vacation. And then I'm seeing all my friends again. And I have so much to catch up with this person because I haven't, I mean, I've barely seen him, barely spoken to him throughout this entire time. How have you been, WH Park? Good. Good. Congratulations. Uh on your 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 recent revelation on uh, volume five of talk with with John and uh, I was uh, Paul McCartney so, was great. So, I, I got to see yes, Paul McCartney. Was I I was so shocked about, that you went to Syracuse. To, <laughs> you drove there with friends. I I'm unbelievably jealous. But yeah, uh, but yes, changing. you uh, you you're you're impending addition to your family. Congratulations uh, again. I you did tell me in person several months earlier, but uh, we should. Uh, you are part of the. 
part of the part of the elite club that that got to know um right. a little bit in advance so thank you very much wh and thank you to everybody who's uh you know sent me some well wishes um it's been it's it, it's been uh wonderful to hear like from especially from like other people who uh you know have recently gone through it or have gone through it um a while ago um and i look forward to maybe hearing a, a bit more about your stories but uh in the meantime though um we are still here to be children at heart i should say you know in 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 talking about some of our favorite things in the, in the world, and that includes the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, WH, since we last spoke, you know, ha- has there been anything MCU related that you you maybe you would want to talk about? Or you know what? Let's let's put it out there. Even comics related that you'd like to talk about. You know what? Even anything related to WH, because I understand you started a second podcast. Ah, uh, yeah. So I really am excited about a lot of the Star Wars content that's been out and has is being going to be put out so i i was you know asked to do a podcast at at our friends at grapple spotlight with 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 jp houlihan who's been on the show you can times. hear the trepidation in his voice everybody uh because uh you know i i mean it's not that we own you wh okay but no. come on like we 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 at least own 40 percent of wh park there i would go. say so we, so we are, you know, uh, Grapple is our friends. Of course, JP is our friend, a friend of MCU later. We're happy to loan him and we're happy to give you all the support that you're looking for. Uh, what, what is the show called? It's called Hello There. Hello and, There. Which is the, uh, the famous line of Obi-Wan Kenobi in both A New Hope and in episode three, Revenge of the Sith. Uh, you know, in episode four, it's Alec Guinness and episode three, it's, it's you McGregor. But, uh, I thought that's a, great title for this show and it's it's it, we're kicking it off talking about the obi-wan kenobi show on on disney plus and uh it's been fun so far and uh yeah they're usually done on the weekends uh and that is part of the grapple patreon is that correct i don't know if it's part of the patreon or not it i know the first i think the first episode which covered episodes one and two was free so you can check that out if you just go to you know grapple spotlight uh, on youtube i think they put everything up on youtube as well yeah I actually i think it's actually on the free grapple feed so, so simply look go. for grapple on your uh, podcast app and you can hear hello there wh park and jp hulahan's uh uh star wars obi-wan kenobi review uh it's a show i've been catching up with uh i've i've loved it so far it's been great. We'll, we'll we'll try to have you on before the series ends way okay. if you want to come on to talk about star wars instead of the the mcu but uh you know, I, I, my, my original idea, like, you know, if I was going to do Star Wars content was to do it with you and we would call it, this is the way, you know, but with your name instead of W-A-Y, but, <laughs> but I think you're too busy. So it's, it's all good. So it's nice to kind of spread my wings to, uh, with other people. You know, the, the pun, the puns are limitless with, with, with my name, but um, maybe a, maybe a Jurassic Park review with J.P. Houlihan at some point, you know, um, or that, that um, new movie is getting fucking oh i know ratioed on run tomatoes yeah. apparently so yeah. uh okay so i mean so there's some star wars news right there uh i look forward to hearing some of your more detailed thoughts for, on hello there but uh anything mcu related that like you wanted to discuss we've had a few things we've had a she hulk trailer that dropped in the meantime um you know echo has started filming we we have some daredevil news that's set to return in tv format just just announced today or at least just reported today uh the the uh, impending uh, an impending thunderbolts movie wh mm. 
Yeah, I'm I'm excited for almost all of these things, ex- except for She-Hulk, because it looks like shit. Uh, that trailer is not good. Uh, the CGs, it, it, maybe the CGs not done. I don't know, but I'm not excited about this show at all. So that was certainly one of the the, the chief chief complaint coming off of the, all of that was the uh, the the bad CG in the C- She-Hulk uh, trailer. I. I, I, I'm, in, I'm in total agreement. It was certainly the first thing that stood out to me, even within the same trailer, you know, um, seeing the Hulk and look very much, I think, the way we've seen the Hulk throughout his appearances in the MCU. And then seeing She-Hulk, there's been a lot of maybe discussion coming off of it. And some of it, people are kind of chalking up to the fact that, first of all, it's it's YouTube that, you know, most people are seeing this on. And in fact, a lot of people say that the trailer uploaded to Disney Plus looks a bit better. Um, I think it's also the fact that, like, Hulk is not a human form, you know, it, it's basically a big green monster. Whereas like, you know, with, with She-Hulk, they're trying to make her a lot more human, like a lot more closer to, you know, what the actress looks like. And inevitably you're going to have a tough time, I think, replicating, you know, a real human, especially in the same scene with other actual humans. But it's certainly one of the big, big complaints coming off of it. I got to disagree. I think, I think the rest of the, the trailer looked real, like really fun to me it's like you know a bit more lighthearted um for an mcu series she's somebody who seems to be breaking the fourth wall i'm at least interested in the story i mean this is something that's kind of akin to like her solo series in the comics whether the ones written by uh, her first solo series written no no it's her second solo series written by john Byrne that that was very much tongue-in-cheek breaking the fourth wall and then the subsequent series written by Peter David, who's very known for injecting a lot of humor into his his comic book stories. And uh, and the most recent really popular run done by Dan Slott, which is I think what this series is going to be based on, really playing up the fact that she's a lawyer and that she she specializes in being a lawyer for for affairs related to like the superheroes of the Marvel Universe. Um, you would think that that may be Matt Murdock's uh uh, you know, bag, but he sometimes does that. But his, he usually like it's superpower devolved. It's going to go to She-Hulk, and uh, you know, one one of the interesting things about the Dan Slot run of She-Hulk was that I believe the uh, you know the Time Variance Authority were a big big part of that run. So hmm. maybe, possibly, we're going to see the TVA show up again in this She-Hulk TV show. I mean, I will watch it and cover it. Possibly with you, <laughs> if you're not too busy. <laughs> Definitely, we'll cover, I'm watching and cover it. I don't know if I'm necessarily going to be super positive about it. I, I hope I am. I want to. I want to. You know, enjoy things that I that I have to watch and cover. So, mm-hmm. you know, fingers crossed. Okay. Well, uh, I know your excitement level for She-Hulk. What was your excitement level for Ms. Marvel? It was in the middle. I, I'll be honest. Like to be because to be quite upfront with people like Kamala Khan is not a character that I sought out to, to, you know, keep up with. Uh, I don't think I'm the demographic necessarily for the character based on, you know, like mainly I think my age, you know, like I am an, I'm an older guy. Like it's, it's a very young, it's a teen character. I, I don't really relate to too many of the teen characters that come out either from Marvel or DC. So there's that. And, and I, I'm kind of done with like coming of age stories, to be honest with you at my, my age in my life. And I've seen so many of them, but I was intrigued because I, I am very much a supporter of diversity and representation Mm -hmm. 
in all kinds of popular media, especially in comics, because I have such a passion for comics. So the fact that this is going to be the the first Marvel comic to star a, a Muslim character who all happened to be a, a, a woman that that to me was like that's great. I I fully support that. If I'm not necessarily excited to read the stories per se, I'm excited that they're doing it. And like you know, but I have been familiar with you know the uh, the Kamal Khan character Miss Marvel in other iterations in for example the the champions team comic book and her appearances as part of the avengers i've i've enjoyed those uh those are both written by mark wade but i i yeah she appeared in the mark wade avengers comic and i think he did a really good great job of presenting her character in the team context and and you know, like we'll talk about like, and I've been trying to catch up. As I said before, I was going to try to catch up on uh, her solo series, which I've been doing. And, and I will uh, talk about uh, my experiences reading the the first two volumes of that mm-hmm. with you, maybe a little bit later on. But I, I, when this was announced, I thought this is great because we need to see more representation on, on screen. And this is something that you and I talked about with Shang-Chi and the, and the 10 rings that I'm so glad that movie happened. And I'm glad that this TV show is happening for people who relate to this character. It's something we've been talking about since Black Panther. Yeah. You know, and, and really beyond that, in, in the scope of, of media, you know, it's um, uh, really a long time coming. Uh, you know, but, uh, but let's get maybe just focusing on um, Kamala Khan a, a little bit more. In the, in the context of the Marvel Universe, this is a relatively new character. Her debut Technically, um, in 2013, appearing in a Captain Marvel uh, uh, show, uh, a series, but she doesn't really get her own solo series until February of 2014. And you kind of mentioned, you know, like a bit bit more of a, a push for diversity and also maybe more of an aiming at a different demographic that is typically used to perhaps buying comics. Can you maybe disc- discuss a little bit about her origins and maybe even, you know, at large, why Marvel might have decided to go in this direction in, at that time? So she, uh, Kamala Khan is created by, you know, a team of people, uh, two editors at Marvel, uh, Sana uh, Amanat and Stephen Wacker. And then the creative team of writer G. Will Wilson, who is an American Muslim woman, and uh, artist Adrian Alfana and Jamie McKelvey. I think Jamie McKelvey is is a, is well known for doing works with with a writer by the name of Kieran Gillen, uh, Phonogram and The Wicked and Divine, but also doing uh, an iteration of the Young Avengers with with Kieran Gillen. Um, and he designed the costume and the and the overall look of of the character. He designed the the current. Captain Marvel costume too, didn't he? Yeah, so he's he's a he's someone that Marvel went to a lot to to design a lot of the the, the female characters' costumes, and in particular the Mar- the ones with Marvel in mm-hmm. their names. So um, great, great comic book artist. I, I I totally recommend the Wicked and Divine, one of my favorite comics that that uh, he has drawn in in the last twenty years. Um, but yeah, this is like, and I saw a brief clip from uh, Sana Amanat talking about like I want to see a character who looks like me, mm-hmm. who has my background. And this is a push that they, they, they presented to Marvel and, you know, and, you know, the, the character has, you know, become quite popular and, and is, has been very successful for, for Marvel. So, and leading to the show. 
Yeah, even being a principal character in the most recent Avengers PlayStation video game, which I think might be a lot of people potentially uh, their first introduction to the character in a mainstream sense. Um, so, yeah, absolutely somebody that I think they've been pushing. Just on Sana Amina, uh, she is also uh, involved in the production of this show. I believe she's she an executive producer or something I, like that. I, I believe so, yes. So still heavily involved in in this iteration of uh, uh, Ms. Marvel. Uh, she herself is Pakistani-American from New Jersey. So this is a character very much at least, you know, inspired by her real life. Uh, so, yeah, very exciting. Um, but, yeah, this I, I, I was certainly reading comics at this time. Uh, I remember, like, you know, the period of, of like Marvel and, and comic books in general, I think, constantly have issues trying to acquire new audiences you know, at a time when people are gravitating towards, you know, television or video games or movies, they're not necessarily visiting comic books. So every so often they would do these kind of little big reboots where new characters are introduced and maybe new initiatives. And it certainly felt like one of the initiatives around this time was to increase the diversity of, you know, Marvel's cast. Um, and it came with, you know, things, things like um, Amadeus Cho as uh, an Asian, uh, as the Incredible Hulk, we may, which we may eventually see an iteration of on, on TV. Uh, Captain Marvel, you know, being a Carol Danvers at this point. But Kamala Khan, I would say, was definitely one of the bigger ones, um, bigger, maybe more uh, the ones that achieved maybe more more success to the point where um, I know people who don't usually read comics who decided to pick up this book uh, because of, I think, at that time, the novelty of seeing like a somebody portrayed uh, as a Muslim who's also a superhero and, and, and involved in the story. I picked up, I think, the first trade. It was a long time ago. So honestly, it's completely fresh to me. I don't remember a thing about it. But it's maybe just to tell you that, yeah, this was like a pretty well-known character uh, of recent times in Marvel history. I'd say she and Miles Morales are mm-hmm. probably two of the most successful, like, new characters who are legacy characters in the sense, like, they're the characters are new, but the the the, the identities they adopt are not. Because Miles Morales is, of course, the other iteration of, of Spider-Man, first in the Ultimate line, and then after Secret Wars, integrated into the regular marvel universe and so and then Khan is the new miss marvel and a name previously used by carol danvers before she evolves into becoming the new captain marvel um and it, it was and it, they're very related like though they make it there's a you know strong narrative connection between the two uh kamala is a is a hero worships carol and and this is gonna play into the tv show i believe and it's gonna play into the MCU in large because, you know, Kamala Khan is going to be a character in the Marvels movie. So, which I, I'm I'm excited to see how that's going to 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 work out and how this show is going to lead into that. Yeah, this is one of those Disney Plus series that already has a tie in to the you know movie world at large because, as WH mentioned, uh, Kamala Khan is going to be a character in the Captain Marvel sequel, The Marvels, along with, uh, of course, Captain Marvel and also Monica Rambeau. And I'm sure plenty of others that we've already seen thus far in the MCU. But uh, without further ado, let's get into this premiere episode itself. This is episode one, Generation Y. This opening, WH, I thought was awesome. Okay, it is in the form of a YouTube video handmade by a very, very talented child. Okay, let me just say, because most YouTube videos are not of this quality. This was a YouTube video retelling the events of the endgame final battle done with just really high quality hand-drawn and hand-cut 
animation uh, drawings with particular focus to Kamala Khan, uh, Kamala Khan's favorite superhero of the bunch, Captain Marvel. What did you think of the way they opened this series, WH? I, I thought it was great. So inventive and so different. It really sets sets it apart from other you know, Marvel properties, especially on, on Disney plus. And it's, it's inspired, I think in part in, on the, on the comic version of Kamala, but also on actress, uh, Iman Vellani, as she, as I, I shared with you, like I mm-hmm. discovered that, uh, you know, just tonight, like she has, she had her own Vimeo channel where she did things like this, like mm. made her videos talking about her fandom of, of Marvel and, and other things. And, and so I think, you know, like, the producers must have been like, oh, my God, we can draw upon both the comic source material and on our real life actress. So uh, while, while we're on the topic, let's focus a little bit on the star of this series, the person who plays Kamala Khan, Iman Bolani. And I think one of the most interesting things about this is that in this particular casting, they may have found a real life Kamala Khan in the world to play this person. That's something I've been learning, you know, ever since um, the series has been announced. Uh, first of all, just a little bit about her. She's actually, fr- she is Pakistani Canadian from near like my old neighborhood, like around Markham. Like I pass by her school at like Warden and Highway 7 all, like all the time. So this person is from Unionville High School, just in, in our neck of the woods here, WH. And um, from my research, Outside of some of her own short films, she has done zero acting whatsoever, at least nothing credited. This is her first role, which I think just goes to show you um, maybe how few the roles there are, period, for like, you know, Pakistani Canadian or Pakistani American actresses. Um, But the fact that she uh, answered this audition, got it. Uh, with no credentials whatsoever, I think told you how perfect she was for the role. Because not only is she, uh, of course, somebody with a similar background, she is a diehard MCU fan. Like she's somebody who like could probably do a way better job of hosting this podcast than you or I, WH. Like she watches like new rock stars, like Easter egg videos in the red carpet. We're seeing her like, you know, she has a very strong opinion about the de- designation of the MCU universe as earth 616 instead of one nine, 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 nine. And only nerds are going to have that knowledge, first of all, and even an opinion about it. So she is somebody like tried and true Marvel diehard who very much fits the story of Kamala Khan and a a content creator to boot. Because uh, again, from some of my knowledge, she was set to uh, attend uh, before she became, began her Hollywood career. Now she was set to attend OCAD for uh, integrated media. So uh, she does a lot of like stop motion animation on, on her Vimeo channel that you show me WH. So really like the person in real life uh, very much that we were talking about here. And, and for me, I have like this one degree of separation from her because her favorite comic book store is in Markham. It's called Heroes World, which is at the corner of Highway 7 and Warden yeah, Avenue. Warden and she, I, I you, t- you know, I talked with, I just recorded an episode of the Long and Windy Royal Road with with John Pollock and we were talking about maybe back in the nineties, me and Dan Lebransky passed by the same set of Japanese wrestling tapes at an Asian food store back in the nineties. And we didn't ever knew, we never knew we met each other. I, I could have met Iman Vellani or passed by her many times. It was like a hero's world. Is one she of was stars. not there in the nineties. I'll tell you that. Cause this person is 19 no, no. years old. Okay. She, no, was no, well, it would have been... she was born in 2002. She was born after again, the WWF invasion. This is how I measure time. Okay. She was born after the debuts of both Randy Orton and John Cena. So that's just to 
<laughs> Man, I mean, what? I was going to Heroes World in the, in the 2000 and, you know, just before 2000. <laughs> I went to Japan in 2011. But it's, it's you one of her as an infant being maybe. strollered into the, maybe. the store. Maybe, yeah. but she she shops there. I I I shop there, and and I I'm friends with the owners John and Andre, and and so to me it was like mind blowing. Oh my god! Like she she went to she got all her comics from Heroes World. She knows John and Andre. That's amazing, and and you know like it's it's so great for me to see those guys get all this publicity now for their store, and they they took the like the the kind of the graphic of her talking about her favorite things in Toronto, like her favorite bubble tea place, whatever, and including Heroes One, they made they bannered it up and put it in the front wow. of their store, which I was like, that looks so fucking awesome. I'm so happy for those for those guys. And if you want a good comic store, if you're in the north part of, you know, the GTA, go to go to Heroes World. It's a great place and such friendly uh, and informative staff, you know, over at over at Heroes World. But yeah, like to me, that's exciting too. Like that she oh, she's talking about places I've been to and I know about it. It's, it's very much like, you know, seemingly, you know, becoming part of our, oh, he's same as they're us. Hired, he's, they're casting you know. every person who's an MCU fan in Canada for these shows. So I'm expecting the call very soon. You, you and I, WH. we're going to be agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. maybe. <laughs> okay, sure. We'll be Jimmy Woo's like buddies. Yeah, that will be like part of his all Asian team. Got it. All right. Well, <laughs> some point I'm, I'm, I'm ready. Marvel. I'm sure they're patrons of the post wrestling cafe here. Uh, but back to the show, everybody, this is, uh, again, uh, Iman Vellani. She plays, uh, 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 Kamala Khan. Um, I noted that she only has two YouTube subscribers. I think her videos are way too good to only have two subscribers. So if you can find the channel, subscribe to it. I thought it was a great way to explain. First of all, this this character's adoration for uh, the Avengers and for Captain Marvel, and also to, also to explain her how how artistic and creative she is, because um, as you see throughout the show, she doodles, she draws, and creates costumes. So she's a very creative person. It seems. Uh, again, this this is something that makes me wonder how much does how much does the general population know about like the events of Infinity War? And Evidently, a whole lot. Wh, yeah, it's amazing. Not only did we get like a pretty accurate recreation of the events, we saw like in this cosplay uh, Avengers Con, like everybody represented here. They were dressing up as like the Guardians of the Galaxy. We saw Dra- Drax cosplay. How do these people know who Drax is? How do these people know who Groot and Rocket Raccoon are? You know, it's amazing. Like, there's got to be something coming from Marvel where it just shows you like how these people, how the general population knows. What happened between the Avengers and Thanos? I saw a, a recent interview, actually, that was done with the directors of this particular episode, and they had said something, or, or somebody, maybe not not even this director, don't don't correct me if I'm wrong, everybody, but somebody involved with the making of this show said something to the effect of like, well, listen, this is a, a major historical event that took place. There's bound to be some footage that's out there. And we also know, WH, that Scott Lang has a podcast and he's been spilling the beans. Okay. Cause in this universe, we saw part of the, the one of the ways that Amon Vellani was able to, or sorry, I'm going to use, say them interchangeably here. Uh, Kamal, Kamala Khan was able to uh, put so much effort into like this sort of retelling is cause Scott Lang now has a podcast. So he's probably spilling a lot of the beans. That guy. Yeah. It's uh was it tiny, tiny me, little me. That's the name of the, the show. I'm sure I'm going to see it in this article I'm looking at. Uh, but yes, please continue. <laughs> yes, yes. So, uh, so you know, the other, I think, most notable and most important aspect of this particular show 
this was the most immersive representation of a Pakistani American family I've ever been personally exposed to on screen. Um, and, and therefore really at all, uh, you know, things like the way that, you know, the, for the, I believe like, um, many of the show creators, of course, are, are of a background that, that is Pakistani American, uh, Sana Amana, as we mentioned, uh, uh, of course, you know, Aman Balani herself, but I, um, and maybe like some of the directors too, again, uh, please correct me if I'm wrong. I haven't done a deep, deep dive yet, but, um, the, like it, it to me from the outside looking in it felt very authentic you had a lot of like what sounded like you know common urdu sayings that were just thrown out there um and without too much explanation which i appreciate because i felt like i was just i was spying in on like a conversation that normally occurs in a pakistani american family's household things like bismala are mentioned you know, um, and they don't tell us what it means, but you know what just through context alone, you know what it means, but if you are nerdy enough to look at everything, you will learn a whole lot about a, another culture in the process. you know they are catering to an audience that is willing to do research on every little detail. This is the same audience that's willing to look up the significance of flies you know on a on a windowsill in like in WandaVision. what what that what does that mean? What does that mean? What is this dark hold shit? So of course, we are going to look up bismala and we know that it means in the name of allah so it becomes these these shows much like shang chi much like you know black panther uh, much like um moon knight they become incredibly effective vehicles at teaching people about other cultures yeah and this is all actually from the first comic book you know the the first trade paperback the first issue alone is just like introduction of Kamala and her family, her, her mother, her father, her brother, who is a very devout uh, Muslim. He practices to the point where his parents worry about him. Like, yeah, instead of praying so much, maybe you should go get a job. And this is kind of reflected here. Um, the accuracy to, to which uh, those characters are brought to life in this TV show really amazed me. I think it's probably one of the best translations, uh, not necessarily like, physically of the, of the looks of the characters to to from page to screen but of the essence of those characters because they're so important to the story of kamala in the comic books and obviously they're equally as important on this television show as wh mentioned this is a coming of age story you know this person i believe she's the character is 16 at this time is that correct i believe so somewhere around there okay so she's very much a high schooler she is from jersey city and uh as many high schoolers go through um she's she's about to have her driver's license test that is one of the first scenes of this thing and of course she like backpedals into her instructor's car uh, upon her first movement and she fails and we get a real sense of the parental relationships that um kamala has and her parents are quick to just defend Kamala for any wrongdoing, questioning the, you know, how how good the instructor was when it was clearly Kamala's fault. So and the mom even blames herself. She says, this is all my genetics. I come from a long line of daydreamers. Mm. Um, so, you know, what does that tell you? I know, WH, you might not necessarily be in the market for a coming of age story. But did you find this one perhaps... Um, well done and uh what 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 were you able to gather from the relationship between kamala and her parents i i might not be in the market for coming of age story but i i like a, a story that has really good character interactions and dynamics and 
particularly with with family member members and i i don't know about you way like to me this 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 family is very similar to mine oh yeah you know it's like absolutely the mom especially it's like yeah. oh oh yeah that's like my mom I, I almost like felt like the show should have had trigger warning, you know, like uh, advisories on screen. This might remind you of your own mother. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, which is, I think, universal, right? Yes. Like, but I think especially people from, you know, a, a non-Western background, uh, mm-hmm. family background, can relate to the similarities that a lot of our families' structures and dynamics have. Yeah, at the core of this story is a young person struggling to come to a balance of her parents' very traditional values and her very modern values that she goes to high school and like it, it, it's it's something I'm sure you and I and, and many people listening have tried to go, go, go through. You know, going going to school with like maybe food that's not necessarily. Uh, I don't know, the most um, common, like I, my parents never made me peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. They made me plenty of other things that, you know, were, were very different. Um, and it, it's uh, it, in this case, at least, you know, we, we get a similar story told where Kamala Khan is very much struggling to, I think, both appease her parents' values as well as the values that her upbringing um, and her, her, her social circle is uh is 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 placing on her so we go to the school and you know we immediately see that kamala is sort of like your classic nerdy outcast she doesn't fit in with the cool kids she's bad at sports she gets hit with the dodgeball almost every every game um but she has very close friends and among them are nakia who we don't see too much of in this one Uh, but we do see a lot of bruno who is her male friend who's a bit of a tech wizard and somebody who is willing to definitely do anything for Kamala. I mean, the implication, at least to BWH, is that he is you know, has a big crush on on this on, on Kamala Khan. He's so, in love with her, right? Yes. From the comics, he's in love with her. And okay, there you go um, again. Another another very accurate translation of the character from from the comics. Bruno is a is a tech wizard in in the comics. He also works at the convenience store, I think, called Circle Q. Mm-hmm. In, in this in both the comics and in the tv show and you know they hang out at his at the convenience store a lot they they like drinking the the version of the big gulp or the slurpee uh, in both comics and tv show and i like this relationship i think more on screen than i do on the page i think it's very um wholesome and i you know like again i i'm he's in love with her like this might not be very evident necessarily or very uh, explicit in in this first episode of the t- of the show it was pretty but, explicit like but it's at some point yeah by the time you get to pass the, to the end of the the first trade paperback okay yeah he, he pretty much admits it and and is trying to tell her i like the fact that they're friends and that's the most important thing as of this episode is that they're friends there's no tension romantic or otherwise necessarily uh, from her at least because he's the one who's attracted to her she looks at him as her best friend and and i i, th- I find that refreshing to be quite honest with you and maybe it's going to get it's going to evolve as the series goes on probably more, more than likely there's no you don't have a coming of age story unless there's some unrequited love yeah. attached to it so i don't know if this is like you know like um 
fucking ducky and pretty in pink with molly ringwald's character or in there you know that's what's going to happen probably not probably going to be much better than than that particular story but it, it is it is it's a testament to the, both both the you know both the characters and the actors that i i, I like this part of the show very much it, it's it's something that uh made me want to continue watching it and, and enjoying it when i when i did watch it and and for me, like I think an especially powerful part part about it is the fact that it's a love story about a Muslim American girl that I don't know if you honestly see too much of at all anywhere. I mean, as an Asian male, I felt I, I'm sure you can relate to this WH, you know, for for years. Like there weren't like we might we might have seen ourselves as I don't know like um, kung fu masters or like you know just nerdy sidekicks. Yeah. Um, but but rarely involved in like a, a romantic relationship. And that to me is like, you know, one of the most interesting and, and valuable parts of, of a series like this one. And that's all you get. Cutting it off right there. Uh, we go on for quite a bit longer. So there's still a lot of show, including your feedback in discussion about uh, what you guys thought about Miss Marvel. So again, $6 gets you through the door at postwrestlingcafe.com. If you like the work that we do, consider signing up. And uh, we'll pay you back in lots and lots and lots and lots of podcasts.